to say that you know something is junk, right, when it's time to throw it away. Junk is something you throw away three days before you need it. Now, I don't know what you're going to do with what I'm going to give you this morning. I hope you don't throw it away. But I want to show you three things that I think we can see in Mark's story that we read a few moments ago. Three things that God makes available to each one of us every day. Three things that if we can learn, if we can learn how to develop and nurture and live in, we can live in God's power. Because God's power is what Matthew has been, excuse me, Mark has been trying to demonstrate to us over the last several weeks. If you remember last week's reading, remember Jesus and his disciples got in a boat to go to the other side. Remember that? And as they were on their way to the other side, this big storm brewed up. And there was only one person in those boats who could tell that big storm to be still. Mark says the men there were amazed and said, what kind of man is this that even the wind and the storm obey him? Remember that? And then this week, what we just read, Jesus, just by a touch of his hand or someone being, touching him, brings power and changes the life of two people, a, a lady and a young woman, changes their family even. Nobody else according to Mark, has that kind of power. Now, the first thing I want us to see that I think is offered to us from Mark is compassion. Jesus has just come from the other side, right? And he gets off that boat, and there's this big crowd around him already. And who knows why those people are there that day. Maybe some of them want to hear what Jesus has to say. Maybe some of them want to learn the things that he's been teaching. Maybe some of them just want to be seen on Sunday morning, or excuse me, whatever day that was. Who knows why all those people were there? But they were there. And there was one man who had a particular need, a particular reason for being there. It was Jairus. Now, there was nothing wrong with Jairus, right? This is a great Father's Day illustration or sermon. Nothing wrong with Jairus. It was his daughter who was on her deathbed. And, and like a loving father would do, a parent would want to do anything that I can try to do for my child, I will do. And so here's Jairus. Jairus is the leader of the local synagogue, right? Which, you know, pretend there's only, this is the only church in Irving, and so the senior pastor's kind of like, ooh, that's our senior pastor. That may not sound like a big deal to us. Boo-hoo. For me. But, let's put our mind back a little bit. Jairus is kind of somebody in this community. And this somebody is going to this nobody who has no authority. And he's not just going to ask for advice. He's not just going to see what he thinks about something. When Jairus comes to Jesus, what, is, what does he do? He falls down at his feet. And he begs him. And he pleads with him. Please, come back to my house. Come back with me so that you could just lay your hands on my daughter and she would be healed. 
You know what Jesus said, right? Brother Jairus. Dude, I just got back from the other side. I'm, oh, man, I'm a little tired. Oh, you know. Tell you what, why don't you come back in the morning? We'll see what we can do. for. Can you get up, please? I don't, I don't like this. Can you, leave, your, leave, leave your scroll number with Peter there and uh, come back and we'll get a hold of you and then we'll work something out. Right? No. Jesus says, I'll go with you. Now, I know some of your stories, and some of you know some of my stories, but I know enough to, to be able to say with a whole lot of confidence that I think most of us have some point in our lives, either we've already been there, either it's right now, if you haven't had it lately, get ready, trust me, it's coming, I don't know when or how, but it's coming, but there's a point where we are just like, Ugh! Whipped end, end of the rope, whatever you want to call it. That was Jairus. And I want you to know that whenever you're <laughs> like that, you can call out to Christ. And the same compassion that he had for Jairus, he has for us. My other advice would be not to wait till it just gets good. <laughs> learn how to do it beforehand. But whenever you do it, know that there's compassion there. If you do have to wait until you're kneeling at the side of your bed or, or stuck in your closet with a, a, you know, a pillow to your face just so you're screaming out, know that there is compassion. Jesus says, I'll go with you. So Jairus gets up. Jesus and company follow him and this whole crowd follows him as well. And they're on their way, and you know how it is, you know, this big crowd going, probably more people started coming as well, probably for some of the same reasons some of those other people were there. So imagine now that you're in this crowd, you're walking with this big crowd, and you're following Jesus, and maybe he's laughing, maybe he's, you know, saying, I don't know, who knows? Well, all of a sudden you're walking, and he just kind of stops. Who touched me? Jesus, there's like 200 people here, man. Um, how can you say who touched you? No. Somebody touched me. You know, maybe when he gets to the woman, maybe there's something about something about her eyes, maybe something about her face, maybe she's crying, I don't know. Maybe, you know, because Mark says that she knew that if she could just touch him, she'd be healed. So maybe the fact that he knew that somebody had touched him, maybe that did something for her right then, that maybe something, maybe this is possible. I don't know. But they meet eyes. She falls down. She tells him everything. And he says, your faith has made you well. Go now and be healed. The same way Christ offers us compassion, Christ offers us healing. Now, I know in church, you know, we start talking about healing in church, some of us get kind of like edgy because, you know, we've seen stuff on TV, we've read about stuff, and we're just not quite, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I don't blame you. 
But let me tell you this. There is healing with Christ. And some of us realize that healing just isn't physical. Some of us have hurts that medicine cannot do a thing for. There's no remedy for shattered hope. There's no elixir for broken dreams. But there is healing. Christ told the woman, your faith has made you well. And it's our faith in God that can bring healing to us as well. Just as the woman is getting her good news, one of Jairus' workers comes up to him and says, don't trouble the teacher anymore. She's dead. Depending on which translation you read, most of them will say something like, you know, Jesus heard them and, and told, the, told Jairus, you know, you know, don't fear, only believe. But I love the translation that says, Jesus ignored what they were saying and told Jairus, do not fear, only believe. Because Jesus knew something that the servant didn't know. Jesus knew something that the people back at the house didn't know. Jesus knows something we don't know as well. But Christ ignored them and went on to the man's house. And when he got there, there were people already in their procession of, of mourning. People were weeping and yelling, crying. There were people playing flutes and tambourines, and they were going all about. And Jesus said, oh, oh, what's all this about? What's this commotion? She's not dead. She's asleep. You know what they did, right? They left. Jairus, this is the guy you went to go ask for help? And he doesn't even know what's going on. This is why you go to church every Sunday? You and your God stuff? You and your, you and your Bible, right? What's that going to do for you, huh? Some things don't change, do they? But Jesus walks in, and there he is with a few of his disciples and the father and some others, and he tells that girl to get up. And she gets up. And I think we need to realize that not only has Christ offered compassion, not only has Christ offered healing, he is now given her, given that family, restoration. Now, things aren't like they were. Things can be new again. There is new life because of Jesus. Now, I know this church that says they're boldly committed to sharing new life in Jesus Christ. So I, I got to hope that we kind of believe that there can be new life. 
that Jesus does uh, offer restoration, that relationships can be mended, that we can be reconnected with God, that there is indeed new life. And I have to hope and pray that we can believe that there is compassion for each one of us every single day, that Christ offers healing to us every single day, and we can believe that. And when we can believe that there's restoration and healing and compassion, then we can begin to live in the power of God, because that is where the power of God is in each one of us. Now, you can say whatever you want to about the king of pop now that he's gone, but, you know, he did get it right at least one time. He said, you know, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Hmm? The power of God starts with each of us and what God is doing and has done for us. But it doesn't stop with us. What good is the power of God for the kingdom of God if all we're trying to do is hoard it for ourselves? We have to remember that in order to live in the power of God, we have to learn how to give it away as well. We seek compassion, but we need to learn how to be compassionate as well. Well, John, you know, if if I was there and Jairus was crying in front of me, I'd have compassion on him. Good. Let's say Jairus wasn't a man in the local synagogue. Let's say he, and he wasn't, you know, kneeling there. Let's say he was a man standing on a corner with a sign in his hand. Well, you know, they've had their chance and he, you know, he wants to be there. Some of them live better than I do. Maybe. Maybe not. What if Jairus is not a man? What if Jairus is a woman stuck in an abusive relationship? Well, she should have more sense than that. She should get herself out and defend herself and move on. Now, not only does she fear for her life, but what if she has nowhere else to go? What if Jairus is somebody that just kind of rubs you the wrong way? Let, let's stop trying to be so righteous. You know there's people that just try to <clears throat> get you sometimes. What if that person needs compassion from you? Have you ever thought of yourself as a healer? Maybe none of us will ever, you know, be able to tell somebody, get up and walk, you can walk again. Or maybe none of us will be able to give sight to someone who's been blind. But you know what? Have you ever thought about the healing there is in a hug? Or or just a firm handshake or just a direct, you know, eye contact? What kind of healing there can be with that? Do you know how much healing there is when we say, sorry. I'm sorry. We can bring healing as well.
And we can, with God's help, restore things. When every time we can offer forgiveness, we can restore a relationship. Every time we can say someone, you know, you hurt me before, but let's start over. That's restoring. And none of this is us trying to be good people or us trying to be nice people or us trying to be better people. This is about us recognizing God's power in our own life and wanting someone else to have it as well. This isn't about being nice. This is about being God's people. And if we can receive it, friends, I believe we have the responsibility to give it out as well. And let's be real. Sometimes it's easier to show compassion than it is to think of myself as healing someone. It's, or maybe the other way around. Maybe I think I'm pretty good at restoring something, but I don't know how to show compassion. We all can learn more and more about receiving compassion, receiving healing, receiving restoration, and we can all learn more about giving compassion, giving healing, and giving restoration. I want us to do something. I don't, wouldn't normally do this, but I'm, so I'm going to close my eyes just so you don't think I'm trying to keep scoring things. But I'm going to ask you a question. And if your response is, you know, yes or me or whatever, I want you to raise your hand. So I've got my eyes covered. You ready? No, no. Got my eyes covered. If in your life you feel like you need compassion, or you feel like you need healing, or you feel like you need restoration, you feel like you need Jesus, raise your hand. Now keep your hands raised. I'm not looking, trust me. With your hands raised, I want you to look around the room. I want you to see some other people that need those things as well. What can you do to bring it? In Jesus' name.